developing your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. This is the fabulous Adam Richard, and I have a theory. Hello, chickens. We are back in the theory dome. <laughs> what was that noise? <laughs> Honestly, what was that noise? Um, <laughs> there's something wrong with me today. I mean, I have been uh, stuffed around by the jet stab. Um, <laughs> I was abandoned in Melbourne without toothbrushes. Oh, my God. It was the worst. First world problems, I know. There are so many people in the world who are suffering worse than me being stuck in Avalon. Avalon. Um, no, Brian Ferry uh, has not been to that Avalon or he would never would have sung that song. <laughs> I mean, I do love Geelong. Geelong is beautiful. Um, but Avalon, not so much. Anyway, we have been delving deep into uh, Cassidy's message. Uh, Cassidy is uh, a trans woman, um, in brackets, non-binary, um, and is giving, um, you know, thoughts and theories about how the experience of Rose's Rose Noble, Donna's daughter, uh, as a trans character, a trans actor playing a trans role, how that intersects with the rest of, you know, the world and Cassidy's own kind of personal reaction to it and reactions of people that they've spoken to. So we're up to the Dr. Donna is binary, 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 Rose is non-binary. Um... And uh, Cassidy says, I think most of us agreed that the editing of this shot was kind of meh. Um, <laughs> some people have, been, people have been a bit confused about the usage of the term non-binary in this case as Rose, up until that point, fit into a binarist view of gender. Trans women, binary and non-binary, also tend to get misgendered into non-binary as a way to covertly misgender us. Ooh. Um, I did not know that was a thing. Oh, is that kind of like... You know, when you just go, oh, yeah, but that's because you're gay. You have sex with everyone. It's like, well, actually, I'm quite monogamous. <laughs> I mean, I pretend to be, uh, you know, kind of uh, that I'm indiscreet and, you know, I may have many partners, but that's kind of just for jokes. Whereas I'm probably the most vanilla person you've ever met. Um, and have been relentlessly monotonous, sorry, monogamous, uh, <laughs> most of my life. Like, yeah, the, the one time I think there was an attempt in one of my relationships to uh, expand it out beyond uh, did not go well. Um, but I put that down to the fact that I'm a comedian and we're a needy bunch and <laughs> we, don't, we don't play well with others. Um, it's like, what? What do you mean you're seeing someone other than me? I'm the most important person in the world, let alone your life. 
Um, you can see how that'd be a problem. But uh, yeah, I, I can see that that is kind of like, you know, just saying someone's non-binary, whether or not you know for sure, is kind of a, I don't know if it'd be a, like, you know, again, it could be an ignorance thing, or it could be, as Cassidy says, uh, a way to, you know, kind of misgender someone is just to go, oh, that's a non-binary. Um, uh, but Cassidy says, I don't think Russell is trying to do that. I think it was a fun callback and some wordplay. Dare I say a pun? <laughs> don't say the pun word. Um, uh, Cassidy says, well, some people may think he was a bit confused. I personally think that portraying Rose as both non-binary and a trans woman is pretty great. Um, yeah, I mean, also, you know, as as we've said a couple of times in the last couple of podcasts, uh, Rose is 15 and this is possibly the beginning of a journey of discovery of who they are. Like there may be more adjustments to uh, how they feel about, you know, their, you know, gender or their identity or other other parts of their life. Like it is, you know, it's an on, our, all of our lives are an ongoing process of discovery and learning and finding new things out about ourselves and our relationship to the world, relationship to the world. So I don't, I don't necessarily see that it has to be, you know, this is the final word in who Rose Noble is. Um, uh, Cassidy says, inherited metacrisis. Similarly to Sylvia, I think this was pretty universally loved, especially the gonks. We're all grown women obsessed with gonks. (laughs) If the BBC doesn't have plushies of them ready to go, then they're allergic to money. I mean, the BBC is allergic to money. Um, it's it's like the ABC being allergic to money. The ABC let the BBC handle all of the marketing and licensing for Bluey. So every time you buy a Bluey dolly or a Bluey backpack or a Bluey anything for a kid, that money does not go to the ABC. The ABC only gets money from having just sold Bluey on. I think that's about it. Uh, the BBC gets all of that Bluey money. Um, but you know, this was a whole thing. Like if, if, if the ABC was making all that bluey money and the coalition was still in government, I can guarantee they would have used that as an excuse to sell the ABC, to put ads on and to privatize it. And I think I I wouldn't be surprised if the decision to let the BBC do that was because it's like, well, this thing's going to take off. We better not make any money out of it because it could be, could come back and haunt us. Um, I know. What a, what a horrible situation to be in. Um, number six uh, in uh, Cassidy's message is just letting the meta crisis go. Uh, this, a lot of people had an issue with. Not necessarily Donna and Rose can just let the better crisis go, but that they frame it as something that the doctor, now male presenting, cannot conceive of. Uh, Cassidy says, I take most issue with the use of male presenting, as someone's presentation is not a reliable indicator of actual gender, and especially for closeted folks, this may not line up. If you're going to be gender essentialist about it, and just say male. (laughs) Uh, You're establishing with both Rose and Donna being able to do this that you're not being transphobic. Other people have more of an issue with the doctor, now male, not being able to consider just letting go of the power. This paints men with a pretty wide brush, and of all the male incarnations of the doctor, 10, 14, is one of the ones I think probably has some of the least amount of toxicity stemming from his manness. Um, 
Look, yeah, I, I can see that. But I think that was one of those, you know, women are able to let things go things as opposed to being about the doctor not being able to let things go. And, you know, the because the doctor's got the old face, you kind of wonder how much of the old doctor is sort of in there. And, you know, I know this is the doctor post being um, the Jodie Whittaker Doctor, so there's, there is an element, and we know that the Fugitive Doctor is part of it as well, so this is this Doctor has been female more than once. Um, so, yeah, it is a weird thing to kind of say, but again, I guess we're talking about, and this is something that I have uh, kind of been delving into a bit of reading a lot of Agatha Christie and kind of going through, you know, the discourse about some of Agatha Christie's more horrific uh, depictions of people um, of, of difference. Um, but often it's in the character's language, not in the narrative language. And I feel like this is one of those moments where it's, uh, you know, Donna and Rose saying it to the Doctor as opposed to it being a statement on behalf of Russell T. Davis. It's like this is a character moment, not a this is a worldview moment. And if you kind of put it through that lens, you know, they don't know that the Doctor was a woman um, an hour ago. <laughs> um, so it is essentially, it's a joke at the Doctor's expense from a character who doesn't really, yeah, I don't, I'm, I don't know. Sometimes you can go, oh, that feels like the author voice uh, saying something to us as the audience, but this felt like a, a joke to the Doctor <laughs> from, you know, and a, a kind of like an all-knowing Doctor Donna. I don't know. It was a, I, I didn't see that one as much of a, a statement of intent. Um, uh, but yeah, Cassidy goes on. Um, some people did feel that Rose was a bit surface level, but it's just a one-hour special. She'll probably be back for the giggle, and I think maybe even for some of Shooty's. Um, she did feel very written for cis people, so some of the stuff that was spelled out for them may have been background radiation for life as a trans woman, e.g. bullying and misgendering, isolation, dealing with cringe parents, well-meaning but not perfect grandparents. But at the same time, I think trans people portrayed for cis people are fine. You can probably get more complex looks at trans people in media made for and by trans people, like Sense8, The L Word, Gen Q, etc. Uh, I don't really think that the trans stuff was badly portrayed for media aimed at cis people. It was even pretty good. However, if Wilf is not 100% supportive of Rose, I will destroy Russell T. Davis. <laughs> Thank you so much, Cassidy. Um, oh, speaking of Wilf, I, I'm, I'm going to have a look at the trailer for the next episode, for our next episode. So I'll be back with some thoughts and theories. My gosh, I'm adopting a puppy right now, but I realize what's at home. Oh no, I have nothing. Well, except unconditional love. But yeah, no crate, no pee pee pads, no dental chews for his little puppy teeth. Before I doubt myself as a new parent, I just get Instacart to deliver everything from PetSmart. Easy, just like raising a puppy is going to be, right? 
<sighs> get Pet Essentials from PetSmart with Instacart. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply.